And hello again for another episode of Astronomy Daily. I'm Steve Dunkley, your host. It is the 5th of June, 2023. And as always, great to welcome our digital reporter, Hallie. How are you today? Great to be here again. Hi, everyone. Awesome. What's on the menu for today, Hallie? Today, we'll be looking at the return of the Chinese astronauts. And we'll be hearing the latest about Dream Chaser, the space plane. And a small technical story about micrometeoroid and orbital debris impact dangers to spacecraft. Yes, well, that doesn't sound very friendly up there. You know how I feel about space travel, Hallie. Also something that might change your mind about space travel frying food in space. <laughs> you think some zero-G hot chips would do the trick, do you? Oh, dear. How about some headlines instead? Okies, let's go. The dietary regimen of astronauts is a crucial aspect of space missions that impacts overall health and morale. The European Space Agency, IESA, has been funding research on cooking techniques in microgravity conditions. With a recent focus on frying food, a worldwide culinary method with intricate physics and chemistry at play. In a breakthrough for future lunar and Martian missions, the research has suggested that a beloved comfort food, fries, may be feasible to prepare even in outer space. Cooking food in space presents unique challenges due to the absence of gravity. The process of frying, in particular, was uncertain, as it was unclear if bubbles created during the cooking process would cling to the surface of a potato, creating a protective layer of steam and potentially leaving it undercooked. The physics and chemistry behind food are multifaceted and intriguing topics that extend to other scientific disciplines, shares Professor Though Doris Carapancios from the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki, a key member of the research team. To investigate the impact of microgravity on frying, the team employed a newly developed carousel-type apparatus designed to operate safely in a weightless environment. This study was conducted on two ESA parabolic flight campaigns, where the state of weightlessness was mimicked through repeated arcing flight paths. The team used a high-speed, high-resolution camera to record the frying process. The footage enabled the researchers to assess bubble dynamics including growth rate, size and distribution, and escape velocity from the potato. Moreover, the bubble's speed and direction of travel in the oil were observed. The equipment measured the temperature of the boiling oil as well as the internal temperatures within the potato. The experiment setup is automated and sealed, ensuring safety by maintaining constant pressure within the frying chamber. This also helps avoid oil leaks, prevents the oil from splashing, and minimizes energy consumption for heating. Three Chinese astronauts working at the country's space station have returned safely to Earth, Chinese state media reported on Sunday, hailing the mission as a complete success. The return capsule of the Shenzhou 15 spaceship touched down at a landing site in northern China's Inner Mongolia region, according to state news agency Xinhua. Astronauts Fei Junlong, Deng Qingming, and Zhang Lu emerged from the capsule in good physical condition, Xinhua reported. Footage showed medical officials in white jumpsuits and face masks swaddling the astronauts in blue blankets and carrying them away from the arid landing site, where the copper-colored capsule lay flanked by red flags. The Shenzhou 15 crew had embarked on four extravehicular activities, or spacewalks, during their time in space, 
setting a national record. China last week sent three more astronauts, including its first civilian in orbit, to the space station as part of the successor Shenzhou U-16 mission. Tests included using a two-photon microscope to image an astronaut's skin, testing a free-piston Stirling thermoelectric converter, as well as various experiments using a combustion chamber. Two of Tiangong's three modules are science modules which contain a number of experiment racks. Meanwhile, in orbit, the new Shenzhou 16 astronauts are expected to remain aboard Tiangong until this upcoming November, when they will be relieved by the Shenzhou 17 crew. China aims to keep Tiangong operational and permanently occupied for at least a decade. Beijing aims to send a crewed mission to the moon by 2030 and plans to build a base on the lunar surface. And is this the story that you warned me about, about all the debris in space that I am so worried about? Seriously, Steve, you're not even a good flyer here on Earth, let alone in space. You might have to sit down for this one. And note to self, I'm not booking any more window seats for you. Fair enough. Okay, have you ever wondered about the millions of small bits of debris flying about in orbit? All the time. Well, it's good to hear that someone else is thinking seriously about it, too. Hypervelocity impacts of micrometeoroid and orbital debris seriously threaten the safety of manned spacecraft and astronauts in orbit. At present, micrometeoroid and orbital debris above 10 centimeters, which can be monitored and predicted in advance can usually be avoided by orbital maneuver. As for the small-size micrometeoroid and orbital debris, because of the difficulty of monitoring, it is the main impact threat, as well as the main object of impact risk assessment and protection design of manned spacecraft. The probability of no penetration of the sealed cabin under debris impact is usually used as the method to assess the probability of no failure of the system in manned space missions. A few methods have been developed to assess the impact threat, such as the probability of no penetration, the probability of no catastrophic failure, PNCF, and the manned spacecraft crew survivability in ascending order of the accuracy of assessing the safety and survivability of manned spacecraft and astronauts. At present, the PNP of sealed cabins was still used as the method for assessing the probability of one catastrophic failure in the design of manned spacecraft in China, which leads to inaccurate risk assessment of catastrophic failures of manned spacecraft in a micrometeoroid and orbital debris environment. Therefore, more studies should be carried out to improve the assessment of the catastrophic failure in sealed cabins manned spacecraft in China. Sorry about all the jargon in that one. It was as cluttered as low Earth orbit. You're listening to Astronomy Daily, the podcast. Yes, you are with Astronomy Daily. It is the uh, 5th of June, 2023. I hope you're enjoying today's show. Don't forget you can catch uh, Tim Gibbs on Fridays uh, from the beautiful vicinity of Bath in England. I'm coming to you from Newcastle on the east coast of Australia, north of Sydney, and once in a while you'll catch my big brother Andrew Dunkley from the western plains of New South Wales. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, we're coming to you from all over. So I hope you're enjoying 
what we do for you. And, uh, of course, the parent uh, podcast Space Nuts is always available. Uh, just look us up on uh, spacenuts.io and you'll be able to find all the episodes. Now, this wonderful story uh, just came across our desk. And anyone who knows me will know that I'm a big fan of space planes and uh, the Sierra Space Dream Chaser a space plane is uh, one of my favorite projects in development at the moment. I think I became a fan of space planes after watching uh, 2001. I think Arthur C. Clarke had a great idea when uh, that Pan Am um, space air or spacecraft um, was, um, we, we see it in the movie, uh, docking with the space station. That was a marvellous idea, and I think it really caught my imagination. I don't think I ever really let go of that, and the space shuttle kind of came close, but uh, I don't think it really went far enough. It wasn't quite as groovy as the one they showed in the movie, but uh, in an important milestone for space travel technology, Sierra Space have made an important announcement, namely the successful power-up of its revolutionary Dream Chaser space plane. The test conducted by the company signifies the activation of the spacecraft's integrated systems, and it's the culmination of several years of meticulous engineering design and testing efforts. Dream Chaser is regarded as a piece of frontier space transportation technology with its unique lifting body design promising reliable and cost-effective access to space for various applications. The vehicle merges the agility of an aircraft with the capabilities of a spacecraft, promising to revolutionise the present understanding of space travel. To simulate the conditions that Dream Chaser would encounter in orbit, Sierra Space replicated the power that will be harnessed from the spacecraft's solar arrays. This power was subsequently channeled into Dream Chaser, which saw systems gradually spring to life. The test procedure involved activating the onboard systems, including flight computers, base processors, and low-voltage distribution units. Tom Weiss, who is the CEO of Sierra Space, expressed his excitement, and who wouldn't, about the development, saying, this is a milestone that points to the future and is a key moment in the long journey for Dream Chaser. Also adding, with this significant achievement, our Dream Chaser space plane is poised to redefine commercial space travel, opening up new possibilities for scientific research, technological advancements, and economic opportunities in space. The Dream Chaser, being a fully autonomous, reusable and orbital space plane, is designed to transport cargo to low Earth orbit destinations like the International Space Station. Remarkably, it's about quarter the size of the Space Shuttle. It's equipped with autonomous capabilities for launch, flight and landing and is capable of a smooth 1.5 low G re-entry on compatible commercial runways worldwide. And that is remarkable. The successful testing of the Dream Chaser marks a significant moment for the evolution of space technology, showcasing the tremendous progress made by the teams at Sierra Space across various disciplines, ranging from system level design to final assembly and testing. And what do you know, Skywatchers? We are out of time. So I'm hoping that you will catch us again next time. Don't forget Tim Gibbs on Fridays, Steve Dunkley on Mondays. And as always, Hallie will always be with us watching over our shoulders digitally. 
providing us with her short takes. And you can always catch us uh, in the reruns. Look for us on spacenuts.io and you can catch all the episodes past, present and, well, as we do them, future. And uh, look forward to all the episodes of Space Nuts with Andrew Dunkley and Professor Fred Watson. That's the Space Nuts crew and the Astronomy Daily crew as well, all on spacenuts.io. Looking forward to hearing from you on our Facebook page. Don't forget to tell us all about what's happening in your skies. Share your photographs and your comments and correct us when we get it wrong because we do that sometimes no that's right we're only human except for Hallie she's not human well I'm not going to get into that conversation with her because I will lose anyway we'll catch you next time say ta-da Hallie see you all next time with your host Steve Dunkley